Welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. I was just checking the mic because I remembered I messed around with the 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 mixer, and I wasn't sure if I remembered to up the audio. Hi, though. How 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 are we all doing? I am, of course, your host, Mark Krishnez, and I don't have that much to talk about this particular episode. There are some changes, though. There are some changes. If you're in the Discord, you may have realized or noticed the disappearance of a certain channel. That is the question mark channel. I'm just getting this out of the way right at the top of the show. No longer will I be taking questions from Discord folk. I've decided that that is a little bit stressful, even though they're usually softballs, if even balls at all. One of the questions wasn't even really a question from Lunchbox. It was some half-questioned, just mild rant thing about dogs and socializing or something. I, I read your question, Lunchbox, and I did not know how to respond to it. Because one, I hate dogs. Must love dogs? I don't think so. John. Kuzak. It's, it's amusing that you're both John, but I'm talking about the... The romantic comedy starring John Cusack and Diane Lane from 2010 or something called Must Love Dogs, where you must love dogs to love that movie. You don't, you don't have to. It was okay, I think. It was a perfectly fine and serviceable throwaway rom-com. Wasn't terrible, but nothing I ever need to watch again. But... I, I saw what you said. <laughs> I was just like, what? I don't know. I don't know how to take this. Is there something along the lines of, uh, I'm so annoyed with people taking their dogs out and not wanting to socialize. Your dog wants to be pet by other people. Let socialize. What's wrong with you? Eh, something like that. And you know what? You're right. I guess. Dogs are social animals. Cats aren't. Cats can be. Cats are as social as you are with them. But you're not going to go and take... As some people take their cats out for walks. I never did. But dogs are way more social in general, overall. And yeah, I'd say, I'd say if you get a dog, you should be more social with them, probably. And, and living large asked hot dogs or <laughs> you know he didn't yes tacos hard soft the, I'm, I'm hard for the hard ones I'm soft for the soft ones not a huge taco person though I, I do like the in between which I assume is what you would call a chalupa from Taco Bell I don't know if chalupas exist outside of Taco Bell because I don't know if Chalupas are an actual thing, or if that's an Americanized Mexican taco. But I remember really liking a nacho cheese chalupa way, way, way back in the day. But my go-to at Taco Bell was always the nachos Belgrande with just cheese and meat. None of that. I don't know what all they put on that by default, except that the beans were mashed beans or bean 
sauce. I don't know what you would call that when it's all mushy. But I find mushy beans gross. I love beans. But when they're mushed, they look like friggin' diarrhea. And I don't want to eat diarrhea or have my food look like diarrhea. It basically looks like a thicker version of the coffee Austin Powers drinks in Austin Powers 2, The Spy Who Shagged Me. It's a bit naughty. Uh, that's because it's shit. Austin Powers. <laughs> I'm sure the, my, my, my flippant way of answering the questions right now is probably very amusing to everyone. And they're probably especially begrudging the, the death of the question mark channel. And then I think Sonny asked a question. I don't remember what it was, though. Something about <laughs> probably a food thing. But it was a little bit stressful. And I'm looking for every way in which I can alleviate any amount of stress from my life right now. And, and be in control of as much as I can. I really like asking the questions too. I kind of want to make that a thing. And I am going to just be more open to people asking questions if they want. In the comments on YouTube, you can ask a question and maybe I'll respond in the following episode or so. Anyone can do that. And it'll just be up to me whether or not I respond or not. I'd like to have more engagement on actual YouTube because that helps YouTube look at the stuff and say people are into this maybe we should share this with more people as opposed to things happening on the discord where youtube is like what i'm i wasn't invited to this party you're not gonna let me in on this i ain't gonna let people in on this either <laughs> so that that's the thing but uh, uh the question that i asked last episode didn't get many responses we only got one in fact but it was from jedi and this was uh, about review scores and all that jazz and i thought you know well though there weren't as many responses to that question i really enjoyed it and i think there is a lot of good points in jedi's response so i want to bring that up so his response was, here, here it is, here it is. Do, 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 do. Let's read more so I get it all. Okay. I think you can, and this is from Jedi. I think you can review and score without finishing. It comes down to whether or not finishing is beating the game or 100%ing it. In the same way, it's possible that the stuff after you stop playing changes your opinion. Side quests or post-game content could alter your opinion as well. I do think it should be noted that you didn't finish. Reviews are just an opinion at that time. Service games and patches could drastically alter a game. I also tend to take most publicly I also tend to take most publications reviews with a grain of salt. The short window they have to get reviews out, I think changes their perception as well, at least compared to how I'll play a game. Those are all really good points and the one thing that made me realized something was that in terms of finishing the game 100%ing it and, and the like I was, was it my no I think the the original the NES Castlevania was 
my first no was symphony of the night my first one of my very first attack the backlog games was castlevania symphony of the night because i i've been meaning to play that game forever and i really wanted to do it and that was one of the games that was the catalyst for the show it was that and a link to the past and some of the other big ones that I, I used to celebrate milestones like 50 episodes, 100 episodes. Did I do anything special for 100? Because the, the Link to the Past, I believe, was for 50. But with Castlevania Symphony, Symphony of the Night, I really, really like that game. If I were to score it, I'd give it a 9 or a 10. I say 9 or 10 because... It's been, it's been years now since I've played it, and giving something a 10, that's not something you do lightly. I wouldn't do that lightly, but I did really, really like that game, and while I would lean towards giving it a 10, I want to be on the safe side and say 9 or 10. But I only played through it, well, I, I beat the game, but I didn't do the reverse castle and many people, including people at the time, when I put up that video and talked about my experience with it, many people only consider the game completed or, or that you have completed it, you, the, the, the grand you, if you have also completed the reverse castle. I very, very, very strongly strongly disagree with that sentiment for that game specifically and my reasoning for that is because one in my playthrough only doing the main castle i felt completely satisfied with my experience with the ending with the game but more so than that the reverse castle is not something that just unlocks after you beat the game you have to do specific things during your playthrough in order to unlock it so in my eyes it's not really it's not part of the main campaign it's not part of the it's weird i'm, I'm trying to find the, the right words to describe exactly what i'm trying to say but Anything post-game, post-completion, post-credits that requires a guide to unlock is not uh, applicable in terms of needing to experience it to call to, to to say you've completed the game. And I don't know how the fuck you will unlock it if you didn't use a guide unless you were as thorough as can be when playing the main game because I don't even remember what you have to do I'm not sure if it's just you have to hit certain points or if there's a certain order of things you have to do or if there are scenarios that you have to have play out a certain way I can't remember I think you might have to find a certain character and then get a certain item and then it'll unlock I'm not sure. I still haven't gone back to do it because 
I don't have a strong drive to do it, even though I'm sure I would enjoy it. At the same time, I don't feel like I missed out on anything when I played through Castlevania Symphony of the Night the first time. And that that point that Jedi made made me think back on that, and yeah. There's just a lot of good points. And, and, and ultimately, like Jedi said, and, and something that people tend to forget for whatever reason, reviews are 100% subjective. They are just the opinion of the reviewer. And that is going to change from person to person. Everyone has different experiences, life experiences, gaming experiences that will shape and change the way they take any game. You know, not everyone has played every type of game. Some people are way more experienced in racing games, so they're going to review a racing game different from a casual player. Uh, Somebody who is playing a racing game with a wheel and a whole fancy setup is going to have a different experience than somebody who's using a controller. There are so many factors that go into how someone feels about a game and what they'll take from it that... uh, yeah, you always have to keep that in mind. It's it's as important, if not more important, to really know the reviewer than the game. I don't know where I was going with that. But on that note, to continue with this, this domino of questions regarding reviews... I'm going to ask another review-related question. And that is, in this day and age, with the prevalence of podcasts and videos and all of that, how many of you still go to sites and read reviews? How many of you read reviews? And not just watch video reviews or listen to people talk about games, slash review games on podcasts, etc. I'm curious if the majority of you still do that or not. I keep meaning to just to have it there as an alternative. Post the scripts for Attack the Backlog, for example, on the site so that there is a written version of the quote-unquote review for people who want to consume uh, the content that way. But it's uh, just another thing in a long list of things to do. But I, I would love to know how many people do take the time to read reviews. Because I'm, I'm curious. I'm just curious. That's uh, enough of all of that. I do have a game to talk about, and I'm going to talk about that. But first, I got this... <laughs> I'm a, I've become a bit of a sucker for plushies and stuffed animals and, and, and all that. So whenever I see one go on deep discount on Amazon or Best Buy or, or wherever, if I like it, if I like the way it looks, or if it's from a property I like, I'll likely pick it up. And this is from, this this is something that I think cost around $30 originally and was 
on sale for $5.50 or somewhere in that ballpark. And I thought, you know what? It's kind of nice. It's pretty big. as a good discount. I don't love the property, which is Ice Age, the movie series. But it's 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 kind of it's kind of it's kind of all right. But what sold me was watching a video of it, and it's one of those it's one of those stuffed animals that if you you smush it, uh, you, you squeeze its belly, it makes a sound. <laughs> and what sold me was it doesn't make the sound that this animal makes in the movie, not from what I remember. And this is the the squirrel type creature that is always using the trailers. Is always going after that acorn. It just wants his nuts. It's got to get that nut in its mouth. And when I heard the noise this thing made, it it that that sound was like getting nothing in my mouth. Uh, but uh. First, here, this is what the 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 thing is fucking huge. It's, it's as big as my head. But this is what it looks like. Hi! Blah, 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 blah. So it's it's pretty friggin' large. But the sound it makes, and I don't know why it makes this, because if this is if this is meant to be a kid's toy, why the fuck would a kid want to hear this? I just hit, listen for yourself. Squeeze. It's not coming through. Where is it? Does it come out of his butt? I needed to come up on the mic. The fucking thing. Wait, where's it going? Where's it coming? The back of its butt? It's not coming through the mic. What? You probably hear when I'm talking. What? I don't know if any of this is coming through or not, but the thing fucking makes baby sounds. Get this thing out of here. Fucking waste of everyone's time. Stupid mic. Whatever. What do I got? What do I got on this stupid mic? What do they call it? Crap again? The filter? The noise gate? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Stupid noise gate doesn't like the baby sounds. But the thing makes baby sounds. It goes, uh Like, what? Why? Why do you want to hear a, a human baby? I don't want to have human baby sounds coming out of my stuffed squirrel. Anywho, fucking Jesus Christ. So... I played a game called Curse of the Sea Rats. This is, uh, and I played this on Xbox, got a code for it. This is a Metroidvania where you take the role of one of four sea rats. And there is co-op, which I'm sure would make the experience better. But you take on the role of one of these four sea rats who used to be human, you were transformed after being cursed by a witch and you're trying to get back to being a human. You are one of four prisoners on this ship who is let go, who is freed, 
on the terms that you will keep your freedom if you save the captain's son who was taken as a prisoner by said witch. And you go about this game in a very Metroidvania-esque way, fighting enemies with a basic attack, a parry, and a skill based on whichever character you are. And it's it's just so I played it for an hour, and that was more than enough for me to not want to play anymore because the game is just fine, but it is incredibly uninspired. It is lacking creativity, imagination. It looks okay. It kind of looks like those recent Dragon Trap, uh, the Wonder Boy remakes. So Dragon Trap and then Monster World or whatever. It kind of has that visual aesthetic, but less less vibrant. And there's a there's a a slippery nature to your movement that feels it, it, it more so feels slippery in that there is I don't know if there's an actual delay but it feels like there is a an input delay that makes it so that you move ever so slightly a little bit too much longer after you press the input and then you continue moving just it's it's it just feels off and i can't put my finger quite on why but the combat lacks satisfaction it's not there's nothing satisfying about fighting enemies a lot of them you can just brute force attack them a lot of basic enemies you can just brute force attack them before they can respond and that's not fun And the exploration isn't all that interesting. There are some annoying enemy designs and attack patterns that can lead to... It was It's just so fucking boring and immediately forgettable. Ah! Owie. It's so... It's so forgettable and dull that I had things I wanted to say literally... 30 minutes before starting to record this podcast and I want to get it out because I just finished playing. I just I just, I just, just stopped playing right before I started recording this episode and I've already forgot what I want to talk about because it's just the most boring, dull game I've played in a while. It's fine. It works. There is a very weird bug, I guess, that happens during boss fights and mini boss fights in particular it only happened during these fights and and these are the these are the fights where you will be locked to the screen you can't leave and i say that i want to specify that because one of them was a boss fight but then the other one was against a bigger enemy but it wasn't a boss fight that their health bar wasn't on screen or anything like that but it was still a 
uh, a fight where they locked me to that screen until I defeated the enemy. And during those fights, there were multiple instances where my multiple instances in that it happened during both, but not multiple times during the fight. But there were there were points during the fight where I would lose control completely. I would completely lose control of my character and they would run all the way to the left side of the screen, stop, then turn and look to the right as if they were about to initiate a mid-fight cutscene or a bit of dialogue or something. But then I was just back in control. There was no stoppage for story or it, it it just took away control to run to the left side of the screen and then gave it back to me i don't know why it was fucking weird it was confusing disjointing and i can only imagine that as a bug or something because there's no way in hell it it, it wants to do that because if it did why why but the game it's just it's fine and there's nothing wrong with that but there are so many games so many games out there and curse of the sea rats just doesn't do anything to stand out or make you want to keep playing it the the story is whatever the voice acting is very stilted and stiff and sounds as if it's some weird hybrid between actual voice acting and AI generated voice acting. There's just a lot of things about this game that are sort of half measures where they they go they're like halfway there. They're halfway to having really great art. But ultimately it's just kinda okay art. Halfway to maybe having some decent combat. But they only got halfway there. And that's all fine and dandy. But. Not good enough. See that's that's Curse of the Sea Rats. The the whole sea rat thing too. The rat aspect. They don't do anything. Fun or interesting with that. It's just. uh, It's essentially just. A stylistic choice. To have everything be furry, but not particularly thematically relevant or used in any way, which is a little bit disappointing. Trying to think if there's anything else about the game, if there's anything good or bad. Uh, I. It. does in addition to the metrovania side of things and, and the way it's structured so the metrovania thing is that you will have you're going in this world you're in this world and you're revealing the map as you go through it you will hit points where you can unlock fast travel points to, to navigate the space easier and faster uh, that's what fast travel points are there are rooms that have this spirit who is part of this amulet and you're in addition to wanting to rescue the captain's son the spirit wants you to get this other artifact from the witch so that he can complete himself and 
get his full power back. But those are where you will heal yourself, get back to full health, and, and are able to level up and change your character because you can change between the four characters whenever you want at those designated spots in those in the specific rooms which is kind of nice but there's not a huge difference between the characters so it doesn't seem all that relevant to do so that's another thing that they probably could have i guess because it is a co-op game or can be a co-op game doing this I mean, if, if you're playing call, like it, it still doesn't make sense. It would have been nice if they did something where you needed to use all the characters or you could switch between them on the fly and they all had various character-specific skills and abilities that allowed them to access areas the other characters couldn't. Similar to the, the Dragon Trap games or even somewhat recently that Ruby game that wasn't that great but it did at least have things that required you to switch between the characters and their, their various uh, specific abilities but you don't have any of that so the whole the whole rat thing and the, and the ability to switch between characters it's nice but do you need to engage with it? No. I mean, you can't not engage with the, the, the rat visuals because that's just the way the game looks. But I mean, the character switching. You don't have to do any of that. It just... It could be so much more. That's, that's the ultimate takeaway. It could be more. And it's just... It's lacking in every single way. From the audio to the story, the gameplay, there's just nothing about it that I look at and I think, yeah, this is good. Is it, is it better than Nerf Legends? It's a, it's a competent game. It just doesn't excel in any way. That's pretty much all I've been playing outside of Nerf Legends, which I finished writing the script for that and fucking I need to put that episode together and be done with that so I can move on and play something better for a tie at the backlog and then get back on track so that I can have some more and exciting things to talk about for this podcast I apologize to the curse of the sea rats for not having coherent thoughts on it I wouldn't even say that my my words that I said for it were fine the game is fine <laughs> What I said was poopy. My, my head's my head's a friggin' mess. Ooh, blame it on the baby. Blame it on that stupid fucking baby thing. Dumbass Ice Age thing. What a waste of six dollars after tax. But yeah, that's 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 it. So that that'll do it for this episode. Uh, outside of the fact that I just want to mention. I've got two episodes of Star Trek Enterprise left, and thank God I cannot wait to be done with that fucking piece of shit show. I hate it. It's so bad. It's it's so bad. And one of the worst things about it is the attempt at romance between T'Pol and Trip, 
who apparently love each other, I guess. I know that Trip has explicitly said it, and I guess we're supposed to believe Paul feels the same, though the way she's portrayed in the show, you would you would believe that she is deeply, madly in love with Archer way before you would ever think she has any kind of connection to Trip because she is emotionally affected by him and the things that happen to him way more than anything that ever happens to Trip. It doesn't the whole the fucking show doesn't make any sense. And there's just there are points where it's like we have this thing and then we go nowhere with it. There was a thing in season two or something where Trip does something with uh, a race. He gives them help or, or, or something that affects them and then leads to a bunch of deaths and all this other crap. And Archer really fucking just gives him a talking to and slaps him on the wrist. And then the following episode, it's as if that never happened. We're, we've all moved on. Nobody remembers that happened. Okay. okay. What a fucking piece of shit show. Holy crap. I can't think of a single episode where I thought, hey, at least this is a good episode. The greatest thing Enterprise did was make me appreciate Voyager. Congratulations, you stupid piece of crap. Oh my god. What a... Anywho, that'll do it for this year episode of the Salated Sausage Show. Another thing, too, about like removing the, the question channel and stuff like that. I really, 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 really... No time frame or anything... I want to get to a place where I can stream again because I do miss that. I miss the socializing aspect. And I think what I need to do in order to get there is just to be in a, in a nice and clear and a better headspace. And I think it'll also benefit me to just have that given what I'm going on or what I'm going through in my real life with my dad and the the stroke and just the struggles that are constant there so I want to get I want to get there and I think removing the questions is a a way in which to Push that forward a little faster. <laughs> Anywho, that'll do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. Is Twitter pretty much just dead? Dead? I mean, if, if it, it, it seems like we're getting to the point where it's going to be a paid service. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to pay for Twitter at this point? Uh... I'll never get my verified status, so I ain't paying for that shit. So I kinda I kinda miss it. I wish I wish I wish Twitter didn't suck so much. Cause I would like to start tweeting again. But when I think about it, I think to myself, what the hell's the point? <laughs> Which is why I wanna engage with y'all 
on the YouTubes. Or if you're not in the Discord, join the Discord. You can find, you know, in addition to me being everywhere at PX Sausage, if you want to find links to all the places I am and all, all the places my content calls home, like the website, the, the YouTubes, which is where you're watching this. If you are watching this and not just listening to it, but links to the, the podcast, the art I make, the everything, everything, you can go to pxsausage.com and you'll get your link on there, baby. And that includes a link to the Patreon, which is where you would go if you enjoy this here show and any of the stuff or any of the stuff I do and what have you you can go there to patreon.com slash pxs to support me and my nonsense. While the question mark channel is gone, you still get a fancy schmancy discord role if you like that. And depending on the tier, access to a fancy schmancy private channel or an even fancier schmancier private channel if you back at the backlog the, the the super duper ultimate oatmealer tier. You might you might get to see episodes of it at the backlog early. You might get to hear me complain about a game. You might get a lot of things. You might be able to help me decide what to play next. Does that sound cool? Oh my god. Jesus Christmas. But yeah, if you if you do just enjoy the stuff I do and, and would like to support me in any way, shape, or form, I mean this is monetarily, this is this is financially, that that's what Patreon is for. Uh, you you could do that over at Patreon.com/pxs. But if you'd like to support me in other ways, of course, engage on the YouTube, share it, like, all that jazz. Tell your friends. If you haven't already and you think they'd enjoy it, don't tell them if you, if you don't think they would. I don't need that in my life. I don't need somebody saying, my friend said you were good and you suck. Hey, I don't need any of that. So please make sure you, you vet your friends first. Speaking of vets, my cat's dead. <laughs> what is what's that? Okay, that's enough. Pokey's been gone for a long time. It's fine find people anywho that is it that is all as always thank you for watching or listening i hope you enjoyed this here episode and i hope you have both a wonderful wonderful rest of your day and a lovely rest of your week until i'm back here friday with i don't know what i want to play pirate outlaws that'll be one of the games but there i got so many things i'm excited i'm optimistic so uh, that's uh for me, that's a super positive way to be. So, for now, adios. Uh, Rifa Bye! <laughs>